And I'm Natalie, and we, we are, are the Lazy, lazy Lookworkers. <laughs> I forgot we were called. <laughs> Did you just forget our name? Yeah. Oh, no. I was going to say Lazy Lovers. <laughs> Little insight into my life. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, we're the Lazy Book Lovers. <laughs> we're the Lazy Lovers. If you missed last week's episode, it was our 30th and it was a fun one. Go check it out. Yes. We did like a choose your, not build, choose your story, yeah, like build a story. Yeah, build a story. Basically, it all descended into chaos and there's lots of laughter. So Yeah, yeah, yeah that was good. Fun. And um, if um, you love it, let us know because we will do an e-book with <laughs> <from> our stories. <laughs> I'm serious, we should just do this, it'll be hilarious. We can just start sprinkling in more silly episodes and not just the, like, the ten mark ones. Yeah. God, I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah, tell us if you love it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do a book update today. Because we actually read things. Well, Tony did. Yeah. Um, slash a episode that's going to have a lot of Akatar spoilers. Yeah, so I finally read them and we're both very excited about this. Uh, so we blanket... We're going to do spoilers for Akatar. If you haven't read them yet, don't want to spoil them. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, do them at, we'll do the other books first. Yeah. And then we'll say, right, Akatar spoiler time. Yeah. Including potentially where we're up to on Silver Flames as well. Yeah. We're not, we haven't finished Silver Flames. Yeah, but we we're both reading a book at the same time. This so is the first exciting. time. Honestly, I've really enjoyed I like voice noting you. Over the time I've been reading them, because yeah. of the way my opinion like shift, we'll get to this. But the way my opinion changes through those voice notes, yeah. I thought was quite fun. Uh, like yeah. it's like I've really been enjoying you telling me about Skardogri as you go along. Yeah, like I really like <laughs> this. I've never had someone like you read the same stuff as me. I know. Like I would quite like to go back and listen to all of my reading updates of Akatar and yeah. see like how my opinion changed. Well, also as we went along. My as even though I know I had obviously list, heard it from you. And that maybe prejudiced my opinion, but like exactly as you described it, as you went, was exactly how my opinion changed as I went through them. Oh, really? Like the same kind of. I think of, we read similar, perhaps. Yeah, journey you went on. Mm. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So we'll do the other books first. Yes. So how many other books do you have? One, two. Tony was on holiday, so she got a week of reading done. I got. I read three other things besides Akatar. Okay, I read one, well, one other thing and then one that's like the Skullduggery, which is the middle of the series, so I can't mm. talk about it much. But mm. yeah, okay, so do you want to start Okay, so one or two of yours? Uh, I really went into this last time, so I'm not going to go too deep. So I finished These Violence Delights. Oh, yeah. Those last 100 pages. That took you forever. I powered through them in one to evening. To just get it over and done with. Yeah. Well, did any smart appear? Nope. So I don't know the weather. The list that I had this book on that I chose this book from mm. got it confused with Den of Vipers, which is everyone the, else. It has the same cover. Yeah, and the um, we were villains. They've all got the same cover. Mm. Um, Den of Vipers is the reverse harem. So it must have been 
wherever I got this list from, yeah. confused it with Jenna Vipers. Yeah. My That's friend my Roxy read that and she was telling me all about it and it sounds hilarious. Also, <laughs> Jenna Vipers? Yeah, also the yeah. main character in it is called Roxy and she said that kept throwing her off. And I think she said they had the same birthday. Oh, weird. I know, I was like, is this your future? I don't know what <laughs> Are you going to move into reverse Heron house? <laughs> <laughs> if I ever found a, um, a, a book with my... Because my name, like you don't get many girl characters with my name. I've got a comic book series that has a Tony in it, mm. and her real name is Antonia. Ah, oh. that always throws people. Mm. Someone at work, bless her, I hadn't told her my full name, and then she was like, "Who the hell is this Antonia who's been all over the block?" And I was like, <laughs> Me. <laughs> she should have picked it up from context, really. Because she should have thought, who's on the blog? Who uses well, the blog? But she doesn't really know my surname because we don't email that much. It's uh, Teams. And on Teams, it just has your first name, I think. Okay. Or maybe she just, you just wouldn't notice, I guess. Yeah. So she didn't put together mm. that, that Antonia had the same surname or something. I don't know. Um, it just made me laugh. Although I would never find a book with my name spelled how I spell yeah. it. I also don't think I've ever read a book with a Natalie as the protagonist. Or even a side character. It's just not a cool name, know. apparently. I don't know why, though, because I feel like it's like a common-ish name. Yeah, it is, right? It's not, right? like, that out there. No. When I was on holiday, oh, my name. So, when I went into, to a water park by myself, because <laughs> I'm cool. When I, when I went to Dublin for work, I went to the zoo by myself, and it was yeah. actually genuinely the best thing I've ever yeah, done. Yeah, I did it. I went to Budapest over my birthday by myself, and on my birthday, I just went to the zoo in Budapest. Mm. I had a great day. There was no one else there, because yeah. the weather was awful. And a giraffe nearly licked my hand. Yeah, right. Well, I got really close to the giraffes, and giraffes are my favourite animal. Yeah, I literally, because there was no one around, so I was like, I can just be as weird as I want. Yeah. So I stood stood there with my hand up flat, flat palm, yeah. just holding it out, looking at this giraffe, and I literally stood there for like 20 minutes, like waiting. And then, like, once I wasn't scary, it did come really close, and then another person <gasps> came and ruined, ruined it. it. Yeah. Yeah, when I went to the zoo, it was like a really cold day, mm. so it was nice because no one was there. Have you ever been like close to giraffes? Because they're f- scared of their own shadows. Um, they're like massive horses. I was like, uh, like in the Dublin one, I could walk up and round near the trees, and I went and stood like amongst the trees mm. where they were eating, so I got to see their tongues. That was yeah. really fun. So when I was travelling... The first time where I went to South Africa, we could, they had just giraffes just like walking around, which is a really weird world to live in. Yeah, you can just be walking amazing. and there is a giraffe just walking by you and you're like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't become the norm, but you just kind of like expect it to go on with your day. And I'm like, this, I, this, is, this is true. I was seeing in tears. <laughs> they are my favourite animals. And like, oh my there was gosh. a herd of zebra that were basically wild, but there was one that had been hand-rid that likes people. And then the rest of the zebras used to kind of like hang out near like, him when he came day. to same high, yeah. but they wouldn't come over. Mm. And if you went near them, they would kick you. Yeah, of course. But this one zebra liked people. And all these mates would just kind of hang out nearby. Like, like this is weird. You side eye. Yeah. yeah. And then you would expect to just go on with your day. And I'm like, are you kidding? Yeah. But then, like, are you kidding? But yeah, so there was. Um, I've got a picture actually of me on the back of a truck, and it's a giraffe like literally licking something out of my hand. That right. one of the other, yeah. How's it feel to be living my dream? <laughs> Have I ever shown you the videos I've got of when I went walking with the elephants? Uh, I might have seen them, but not recently. Yeah, like you could go. Because the elephants basically... I feel like I maybe saw them on your Facebook or yeah, something. Yeah, the elephants in the morning basically just get let out to roam the land. Do they hold each the other's land. tails? 
Um, that's only ones in captivity, right? That they teach them to do that. Yeah, no, they don't. Because yeah. it's there was three, which was like the mum, who's the Amarula elephant, by the way. Oh, she is like fancy. the Amarula mm. elephant, like the one on the, the bottles. Mm. Literally, she took that picture when she was younger. Well, she didn't take it, but they... <laughs> she was like Sophie, as <laughs> if so she had her baby and an adopted baby, oh. and like basically they just take them out to roam the land. And there was like two rangers who would be with them all day, but kind of just leave them to it. Mm. So they essentially got to free roam this land. That's so cute. Um, and they love the keepers, but then the, all the other humans around, they're just like not asked about, but tolerate you. Did you and know you could go walking with them and stuff? <laughs> Did you know that giraffes are the same height as T Rexes? Oh, no, mm. I didn't know that. We went to a T-Rex exhibit when we went to Nottingham. Oh. Yeah. And I just remember a giraffe when I sneezed, because it was like, basically what they did was they would be on the back of the tracks and we'd have to hold like buckets of food. Mm. You weren't allowed to touch the giraffes. That was like the rule, because they are so skittish. So you had to stay like completely still holding the bucket of food. But there was like just a giraffe face. Like, just right in front of me, and I'm like... I want to stroke it so bad. <laughs> and it was, like, I sneezed, and, like, Did it scare ten so giraffes much? just, like, panicking. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry! But then there was one, the person in front of me on the truck you had... I think considering how big they are. Honestly, they could just kick you to death, yeah. but they're just there, like, you sneezed. <laughs> Hide behind a tree. <laughs> there was also, like, the person in front of me had a bucket, and I've got, I've got pictures of this. And they're like, you're not allowed to touch them. But basically, two giraffes came either side of me. So I had two giraffe necks on my shoulders trying to get food of the person in front of me. So I've got a picture of me just like, like, ah, with two giraffe necks either side of me. And I did stroke them. Yeah. Because they were like Cheeky. right there. So what I, because they were like used, they knew I was there and I was brushing up against them. Yeah. So I think they just thought it was my shoulder, but it yeah. was just me with my hand like, so yeah back to um, anyway not dinner vipers not dinner vipers. <laughs> oh my god ha- i don't even know how that tangent just happened i don't know how we got there uh, yeah, um anyway <laughs> not dinner vipers these violent delights like i said it should you put like all the elements of that together it should be a good when story when you were telling me about it it sounded fantastic yeah i'm right so boring the ending was boring it was just i was like eh. So Tony's had a clear out of her books and she mm. had a little stack that she said I could pilfer from. Yep. And I almost picked that up and then I remembered everything Tony said and I was like, no, nah, yeah, fuck a, that. It's a, big, it's a big book for you to it's just read out of curiosity yeah. to see if it's like, it's, it's just me not liking it. It's probably it. one of those ones that I might, if I'm ever curious, give it a try as an audio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm. so I like, the ending is like, all right. Mm. Is it going to be more, I'm guessing? There's more books. But you're not going to pick no. them up good, because you usually have to, don't you? No, you I don't like feel like... Need. I don't yeah. feel the compulsion to even understand this. Good. So anyway. That's a shame as well, because yeah. you were expecting smart and it never happened. Yeah. Uh, it's okay, because you read Akatar, which has small amounts of smart. Mm-hmm. Not as much as people make out. No. It's always like... There's like two scenes contextually per appropriate, book, yeah. and it's always slightly fade to black as well, slightly... I don't know. Is I think they get. It's never as detailed as I want. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think saying. they get a little bit more detailed the further on the books go. Yeah. I think. Like I think in a, well, obviously we'll talk about this in a bit. Mm. I think in the first book with Tamlin, it's never really. No. No. Okay. It's like generic terms like pumping into me and things like that, pumping. which oh, <laughs> made me laugh so much. I anyway. enjoy it when the wings get involved. <laughs> Right, let's let's carry on. <laughs> oh, we can't get to that yet. <laughs> so I also read Atlas Six by Olive Blake. Do you remember when I 
was talking about that and then I realised yeah, I've been, been saying, saying her name, name oh, yeah, I kept on TikTok on here. <laughs> and I was like I was just like hang on <laughs> my brain just couldn't comprehend <laughs> um, um, Olive E. Blake so I've got I wrote down the names of all the main characters because there's six of them have you seen the cover now it's been released with a publisher I mean the new covers are nice mm, and, and the new I, illustrations yeah and I want, yeah. I want it I want it and I haven't even read it yet but I want but it but I just had a clear out to make this whole space less like, cluttered and then match the second book yeah, yeah. I'm gonna buy the second yeah. one so. <laughs> maybe, maybe on payday don't get the um, Waterstones special because the image makes it look like it's black and gold spray mm. it's not it's black and yellow Ew. and it looks really gross and everyone's disappointed and has complained. Yeah. Sorry, I had to... <laughs> anyway, yeah. You, you have an impulse, and I just had to say that. Anyway, <laughs> so um, tell me about the characters. So we've they got... all end up boning at one point, right? Oh yeah, but they're all face to black sex scenes. It's quite. They're like, it's, isn't it? They're such tease scenes because it starts out like it's going to describe things, mm. and then face to black, and I'm like. Why did you? Why would you? Cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you? So, okay, so we've got Paris, Tristan, Raina, Callum, Libby, Nico. Good names. Yeah. Lots of. So, obviously, some of these characters, there's a Hispanic character, I believe there's a black character. So, there's like a nice bit of representation in the main cast. When I was flicking through, I just flicked through to look at the images mm. of all the characters. And I posted it ready for reading, mm. and I just never got around to reading it. One of the characters gave me Justify. Yeah. Oh, and also there's there's a Japanese character. Okay, so they've all got kind of different powers. So in this world, there's like a secret magical society. The Library of Alexandra never burned down. It's just been hidden mm. as a secret society that you have to go through a certain like training, basically. Training to... montage. Kind of, but not, not quite. But the... So you... <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> Do you see me like pause them? Like, yeah. Wait for it. Wait like, for I'm it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have to go out. <clears throat> so to get access to the society, it gets referred to. You have to. You do two years of training. At the end of the first year, there is an elimination of one person. Mm-hmm. There's a very broad terminology about what this elimination. I was going to say means. like death, or is not. But I think that's... So it's a Dark Academia book? Kind of. Mm. Yeah, so it's... They all have powers of some kinds, and they're all there for a specific purpose, but we know what the purpose is. There's the guy, Atlas Blakely, basically in charge of their training. That's almost her surname. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh Yeah, I thought... I I just had to double check that when I was reading it. Yeah. Alice Blakely is his name. So is that a stand-in for her? Maybe, I don't yeah, know. But cool. he's like a really scholarly, kind of tweed English gentleman. Mm. Like, described as very posh-sounding and stuff. Uh, that turns out to be less true later on. Mm-hmm. So this is part of where Alex, Atlas starts to look a bit dodgy as the book goes on. So Atlas is basically just supposed to train them. Mm-hmm. And he has his guy that's under him, whose name I didn't write down, so who knows what he is. I did all right. For the rest of them, I feel. But anyway, so he's not a main character. It doesn't matter. He's his his like the, that guy does the main day to day work with them, and Atlas like disappears as the novel goes on. Mm-hmm. But like these are supposed to be selected like the six best, not sorcerers. They didn't really have a word for it. 
magicians, I think. Yeah, magic wielders. Magic wielders. So these are the six best in the world, mm-hmm. but they're like from a candidate pool of thirty, it's winnowed down to like these six people, and it's like how much did Alice influence the six that were cho- chosen and mm. stuff like that. Of course, yeah. Yeah, so we've got Libby and Nico go to school together, and it's a magical university. Uh, they're physicists, which in this world means they use elements and mm. like things like particles to change the physical surroundings. The yeah. Okay, that sounds cool. So it starts out with them just being like they can cause earthquakes, Libby can do fire, like things like that, and then it develops to like they can make mini wormholes and stuff Aww. together. So it they, sounds like a fun element. Like yeah, so they have the, they have really similar powers, and they seem to work. If they work in tandem together, they're a lot more powerful together. Mm-hmm. Like they're extremely unusually powerful, and they've been like pitted against each other throughout their education. Okay. And then for for like the things that they were supposed to do after their education, um they were pitted against each other as well and then atlas like recruits both of them together for this and it's kind of they hate each other but it's very like love hate kind of thing yeah like they bicker constantly they're like they hate each other but but they enjoy having that competitive yeah they need the competitiveness um so yeah like joker and the batman and then there's callum who he can influence emotion he's an empath but he's like the worst kind of empath and you can use it to change your thoughts and your memories. That's scary. Yeah. And it's always never entirely clear how much of a psychopath he is. Mm. Paris can hear thoughts and can influence thought and memory. And she kind of basically uses that to be a bit of a gold digger. In a, so she does Before it in a different way to the other guy? Yeah, so Callum is like, he's technically an empath that's all to do with emotions. Okay. But she can actually hear thoughts. Oh, okay, okay. And okay. she can go into people's minds. Oh. And she just basically uses that. She leaves school. She's like a horrible family, which we haven't really like learned what happened. She leaves school to basically trick businessmen into giving her money, and she just amasses a fortune that way. I think that's what I'd do with that. Yes, yeah. with that power. To yeah. be honest, and she's like she's like very very beautiful, and she's very aware of that beauty. Mm. And any of the other characters compliment on her beauty, she's like, I don't. Okay, like she's like, I don't care about that. That's like like it, that's an empirical fact. Talk about my talent. Yeah. Like, look at, look at how I wield that beauty. It's, like, her kind of thing. Yeah. And then we've Smart. got this guy, Tristan, who can see through, like, illusions. So they can use illusions to change their appearances and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he can see through them. Oh. And uh, there's, like, a whole magical trade world of where you can buy other people's illusions. So there's, like, a makeup trade okay. of makeup that spells. Oh. And, like, fa- uh, like um, boob jobs that are just magic and stuff. So he's, like, he's... At the start of this, before he gets recruited, he's dating an heiress. And he's like, she doesn't know I know her boobs are fake. And, like, she's also sleeping with his friend because they have a contraception um, charm. And she can see the contraception charm on on his friend. And, like, that he knows is hers. This sounds like a really cool world. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, like, and it's not, it's never... It sounds quite original. Yeah, it's never expositionally explained as well. All the characters Sometimes kind of I like that in a book. Yeah, all the characters kind of are in this world as these are the empirical facts of our world, mm. and it's just kind of mentioned in passing like that. Or oh, the contraception spell, or I could see it on him, like not explaining like you could use spells for contraception. How does that work? Yeah, like it's just I like that. Sometimes there's too much. Yeah, exposition. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. and it's just about those six coming together. They're forced to work together. Like Paris is a bit. Her allegiances are very never very clear. Callum's obviously they don't know how much of a psychopath he is. Tristan's 
like all sorts of daddy issues and like, it's just like how they all work together and then you've like, re- reignited my interest for this book yeah. to be honest I must admit I only picked it up because I saw it had illustrations yeah. of the characters and that's why I picked yeah. it up and I thought the front cover was cool <laughs> and so it's all to do with like the um, ulterior motives of Atlas and why he's picked these six people mm. and how it works with the society how much society is involved there's a comic book series that is so similar to this yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it has lots of superhero vibes as well. It's called. I've literally got the whole series on my shelf at home. And like, mm. Libby is all about that they'll use the things they learn as part of the society to better the world. She's like, so it's all that kind of thing. And like, Raina has, she does plant magic, but she hates it. Oh. <laughs> so like, does she not think it's cool? she's like, so usually plant magic people are really rare, mm. but they're like revered. And she was like, as if she was like in her cot in the hospital and an IV like grew up the hospital building just to get close to her. So when she's I in it, love that. <laughs> when she's in a room the plants whisper to her and she just hates them. No. <laughs> and it's like she See, that would be your dream, wouldn't it, if yeah. your plants spoke to you and told you what they know, needed. Her, hers whisper her to her and like mother, 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 oh, mother. No. Oh yeah, a bit creepy. But, but said, if yours told you what they wanted, yeah. oh, that'd God. be great. Like if I could find out why that one in the corner is yellow, yeah. like could you just tell me? Don't so, make <laughs> she has like she says like English lawn grass is obnoxious and stuff. <laughs> I love this. Okay, I and, need to pick up this. And there's like sooner. a fern in the corner that's being sarcastic about things she's saying, and mm. only she can hear it. <laughs> so and like she just hates. She just hates. Then she won't use it because like big agricultural companies, governments, like they want her to. But when she helps something grow, it takes something from her, her mm-hmm. essence. And she's like, I don't I care don't how much it. I could help the yeah. world. Why should I drain myself? Like, and also, I don't trust big governments anywhere to help the world. <laughs> exactly. So then when Atlas comes along and recruits her, she's like a bit yeah. sceptical. But basically, she just likes books and she wanted to get the books in the library. So is she just all of us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's all, it's, ah, oh, it's, but it's not of philosophical and physics chats because mm. like the physics of the magic gets discussed in detail as they try and solve problems oh yeah that's it i've heard people say that they just couldn't get on board with it because they couldn't understand it or something yeah i mean it's not i wouldn't say it's an easy read necessarily mm-hmm. it's fun read yeah but there are pages and pages where they're like having philosophical like and physics and science chats that i'm just there like make the magic <laughs> like, I used to read a lot of crime books and I've read the series that Bones the TV show is based on yeah I've read that series and in every book she finds out in great detail about something related to the case so like one of the books yeah. she finds out in big detail how motorcycles work and stuff and it'd be pages mm-hmm. of that and I'd be like mm-hmm, 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 back mm-hmm, to the dead body yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, back to the story <laughs> so it's not too much but there is a lot like it yeah a lot of the Sounds descriptive though. sections are that but then there's like they have threesome at one point they just kind of well see the thing is they describe like the build up to it like the kissing the touching and then fade to black oh, and I'm like that's weird why did you go why did you cut off that and you're talking about like, heat pulling in the centre of you and then you're like cut off like why would you just do the full penis and mm-hmm. vagina bit and then like or penis and penis afterwards like, like <laughs> particularly athletic they describe it afterwards and things like that but like but- prove it tell me about it yeah so you're looking forward to the second one Mm -hmm. Mm. i'm definitely gonna pre-order it yeah 
Um, and then you'll have to get the. I'm gonna get the to match. Yeah, otherwise, not gonna match. But do you know how much the original covers are worth? A hundred and seventy dollars. I saw one going um, for. I recently, I've recently redone all my bookshelves as well, mm. and I realised I have a hardback copy of Crescent City, which I never knew. Yeah. And they are going for like a hundred quid. Oh, yes, they are. You can't buy them anymore, and everyone wants to match their new. Mm. Yeah, I've got the hardback. Yeah. Interesting. Because I've never read it. I didn't realise I've got a paperback and hardback. Because, <laughs> of course. I was given them. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Yeah, so that, that was, sounds fun. That was, have you got one? Okay, yeah. So I read my February book robin book. Mm-hmm. So it was called Rhapsodic. And it's the first in the Bargainer series. It's a trilogy. Okay. By Laura Talasa, I think. I did not look it up, though. Oh, I had really mixed feelings okay. about this book. And it was really funny because I was the second one to get it. Mm. So the person who read it before me loved it throughout. And mine were, like, kind of yeah. opposite. I think... Well, I'm definitely going to read the rest of the trilogy. Yeah. Okay. I think you might enjoy it as well. Okay. Let me, let me just sell it, it to you. So... It follows a siren okay. called Calypso Lilis, but she goes by Callie. Mm-hmm. The book, it it does a chapter from past, a chapter from present, okay. a chapter from past. Well, not always a chapter, but pretty much yeah, like yeah. that. And it's a story of, the past one is the story of how she met the bargainer. Right. And then there's the current story of okay. the bargainer coming back into her life. So at the very beginning, she... Not a spoiler because it happens on the very first page. Yeah. She has killed her abusive stepfather. Right. He is a big deal in the magical community. They don't really go into detail of like, there are mortals. They don't really go into detail yeah. of um, how, how it interacts. Yeah. But there's many different types of magical creatures and there's also mortals. Yeah. He's a big deal in the magical community. I can't remember what his, what his power is, but he is a big, big deal. She's killed him. And she's right. 15 at the time. Right. And then she remembers that there's this, the king of the night. So there's like a magical realm yeah. as well, uh, where the fae live. And he's the king of the night, so he's like mm. the worst of the worst. Yeah. Like, picture Resand's kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. He is known as the bargainer. So if you need anything, you can make a bargain with him. Yeah. But they always come at a big price and you can never wiggle out of the bargain, basically. Okay. So she finds his card in her dad's drawer and calls him to help her cover up the murder. Yeah, of course. And he agrees to do it. He's he's, he's like, I don't make deals with minors. Also, in their world, they become adults at 16. Mm. But he's like, I don't make deals with minors. But then for some reason, he reconsiders. And he says, I'll do it as a one-off freebie. Yeah. You won't owe me anything oh why would you do that Mm, very strange Mm. right anyway he helps her and then he's like who else do you have in the world and she's like no one because her mum's died so he he enrolls her into like this magic school okay cool anyway so it flicks between her at 15 slash 16 and her now as a 16 plus seven years however old she is now 20 23 23 yeah when it comes to her now he turns up and he's like i'm here to collect my my IOUs yeah and then you discover she has got a wrist a bracelet on her wrist and it's got like 30 odd black beads on them and each one is an IOU oh yeah so then it flicks back to her 
why you find out why she mm. owes him so yeah. much. And she's at this magical school. She doesn't get along with anyone. So then she starts say calling him and saying, "Can you Help be my this, friend yeah. for the evening?" And each time he spends like every evening with her. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Just a friend. They go out for coffee or whatever. Yeah. But each time she gets a bead because it's a bargain and she has to pay him back one day and you know that something happened you know that they were kind of friends as much as you can be friends with someone like that yeah the fey demon king king of the night but you know that something happened seven years ago yeah which meant that he left her life and she has not seen him for seven years till he turns up in her house and is like i'm here to collect on what you owe me um and then he also kisses her. Uh-huh. And he's like, okay. that's the start of what you owe me or something like that. And then he leaves. And then he comes back like the next night. Mm. So her life now, she works for, her and her friend have started like a detective agency. Yeah. And they use their powers. So as a siren, her power is she can influence people, mm-hmm. get them to do her bidding. And particularly, that's quite useful for a detective. Yeah. Particularly men. Yeah. She can put on a sexual... Essence, buckle, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, special buckle. And so you quickly discover that she has been in love with him since she met him, basically. Because yeah. she was a child when I met a child. She was fifteen. This is child. This is when my issues with the book start. As okay. you can tell. And you find out like he's like there's something going on in the my realm. Um, there's something there that's stealing our women, and they come back pregnant. And yeah, okay, and they're like in a coma we can't wake them up the babies mm. are born and the babies are like little fucking vampires or something she's like i need your help to try yeah. and figure it out and that's how she's paying her debt back yeah. helping them figure this out in the meantime there's some smut in the book mm, of course um, so what's the age difference do you find out yeah well he's like hundreds of years old okay okay which she's be fine 15 when they met. If he hadn't acknowledged that she was a minor in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Because when they meet, when she, he keeps coming back, and there's yeah. at some point where she's like, I'm 16 now, I'm not a minor, I'm an adult. Mm. And he's like, I, but, I can't get, I couldn't even if get she's, past if that. If she's part. 23 when things start progressing, yeah. there's still hundreds of years age gap that was too much for him before when it was like legally dodgy. Yeah, I just mm, could. Okay. And, and she kind of, even though she's in love with him, as a child, a child. Because <laughs> that's literally my comments throughout the book. Yeah. Like, it's like when you were 15, I was like a child. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, like, she was in love with him, they kind of had like a fatherly daughter. Thing. Yeah. Like, it ended up that he would take her with him to go and collect his, make his bargains and collect stuff. And she saw how dangerous it can be. Yeah. And. Because yeah. there's a real, like, imbalance of power basically well yeah yeah Yeah. and then you eventually get to the point where their last meeting when he disappeared and then it lines up with him explaining now why he's been gone for seven years it's it was fun i will read the rest of the trilogy i just really couldn't get past that (laughs) and because because of the way it was written it makes sense to write it that way because there's a mystery of what what happens they must Mm. have had an argument or something um but all it did was they were having some sexual tension and then it was reminding me that she was 16 when they met. Yeah. Well, 15 when they met. And they had a father-daughter dynamic back then. Yeah. For me, I couldn't get over... It makes sense how it was written, but I couldn't get over I mean, how if she had been a little bit more older, like mm-hmm. late 20s or something, it wouldn't feel as... Yeah, like if she'd even just been like 
don't know, 18? I mean, eh. No, it's in like the the flash forwards to the future time. Yeah. Her only being 22, 23, whatever. Still, still not really. Was, yeah. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so... It was a it was a fun book. It okay. really was. And if you don't, I would. It sounds like something I would. If definitely you don't read. think too much into it about yeah. that side, he has wings that pop out at some point. Wings. <laughs> I've come round to wings mm. being involved. Um, and <laughs> oh yeah, at the beginning she's dating in the now mm. timeline. She's date. She actually has a boyfriend, mm. and he is the alpha of a werewolf pack. Oh yeah. <laughs> so there's a little <laughs> to do with that, and he also works for like the magical FBI or something. Yeah. So he, of course, he does. When she find, when she's like, look, I can't date you anymore because I owe the bargain on yeah. all these things, and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't yeah. know how long I'm going to be gone. Blah blah blah. And she's been looking for an excuse to break up with him. Yeah. Anyway, because he's like full on in love, and she's yeah. like, yeah, you're, right. sh- you're a shag basically. <laughs> yeah. And then he pushes the, he like has the bargainer pushed up to the top of the like FBI most wanted list. He's always been on it, but yeah. he's been low because no one knows who yeah. he is. Like later on, he rocks up in the middle of his cycle, which is very dangerous because obviously he can turn into a, a werewolf. All right. And he's like um, being all passionate with her and she's like, we're broken up. What are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, um, marry me you're my mate and she's like the fuck <laughs> so, yeah it's just really like she's that. really like the author's written her most of the way she reacts is how like yeah, a normal a normal person person would react. Yeah. yeah so it's a really really fun series okay I think yeah you just try me. and get past yeah. that bit that kept in mind but my like my overall feedback at the end because we write a little mm. thing at the summer at the end i was like once i just accepted that yeah i had so much fun, fun with this yeah book. yeah I'm looking yeah. forward to next year. And I was told it was just a smutty book, but there was really good plot with it. So. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Love a bit of plot. Thoroughly recommend. I love a bit of smut within the notion of plot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I like wings. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So these books have been we'll reading. We'll get to in a minute. <laughs> <sighs> the other thing I read was A Deadly Education by Naomi Novik. I've discussed this in great detail once when yes. I read it. <laughs> yes. So I like I'll give a broad overview. Mm. Basically in this particular world, um, there is magic, but humans just kind of always pretend it's not there or forget it or like they, Yeah, it's they like just, a bit weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Basically. But magical children get hunted by these creatures called Mal because their magic is just tasty and these creatures drain magic, but if you drain the magic people die. Um they come for kids more than they do adults because kids are tastier. <clears throat> so, like, your survival... Tastier. Your survival, like, as an ordinary kid who didn't go to this school, it's, like, 40% chance of you making it to adulthood because you're just always being hunted. And so, you probably don't realise you have magic, I think, as well. Some, no, a lot of them do. There's, like, it's rare for you to be yeah, from mortal actually, families. Yeah, it does yeah. say that because they have a mortal girl and it don't know that it dies. Yeah, and she's just like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so, and... So the, their solution for that was to dump all the kids in a really big school that was supposed to be reinforced and had loads of safety measures, uh, but they all backfired. Cause no one's like controlling the school. The school just the school's itself. like magical, magically runs itself. But essentially, 
they're supposed to be safe there from the mouths. And the chances of survival are now 70% instead of 40%. She like explains all this in the mm. book. So it's still better, but they're essentially almost always being hunted by these mouths. And the school seems to actively work against them as well. Oh, always. Like, yeah. trying to kill them off. Their food keeps getting poisoned. Like, like their mouths hiding out in their scrambled eggs. And yeah. They can't wash their hair because a mouth might be in the shampoo or something. Yeah. So the basically the protections in the main hall, which is like the graduation hall, that whole graduation ceremony where they get let out into a hall full of mouths, that's an accident. That's yeah. basically the mouths got in the defence system downstairs broke. The defence dis- system upstairs held. So that's how the mouths are getting to yeah. them. They're all hanging out in this little hall, trying to get up. And then all the adults were just like, well, we can't fix this. No. They tried to fix it, and like the teams of people trying to fix it just kept dying. So just... They were well, like, well... The kids might well. <laughs> Chances are still better. And then so these kids... They get through this very competitive schooling system where, well, like, all of it seems trust anyone designed unless... to kill them. Yeah. And, like, so if you fall behind in your education, you are left more vulnerable to all the mouths that try to kill you. So, mm. basically, if. So, a lot of them, the school is actively working against them all the time as well. My favourite part of the book was, like, the education side. Mm. I really loved that. Yeah, like, oh, she sees a, langu- a new language, she's then forced to learn yeah, it. Off. Yeah, learning that, and like the spells that they give her to learn, and she's like, "No, I don't want to learn that. That's a naughty, that's a bad spell." <laughs> well, so yeah, the main character she's a thing called a Malefacer, which is like kind of generally considered evil magic. They're very powerful, but they drain magic from other people. They use other people's mana, or they use Malia, which is like dark magic. So you mm. have to kill something to get that energy. And that's the way her magic naturally leans. So they're like, and she's oh. actively trying not to. Yeah, she doesn't want to do that. Yeah. So they, they get like a creative writing exercise, and in the creative writing exercise, she ends up writing a spell that can like is basically a nuclear bomb. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I just wanted to write a, a poem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like all her poems accidentally turn into like <laughs> spells to end the world. People, yeah, and like whenever she asks for a spell book, the school gives her these horrible spells, mm. like. She's like just wants to clean, but it was like fire to cleanse, and it's yeah. like it's like hellfire. Um, and the, I love all the little ways where she keeps getting given like world-ending spells. But like step one is like how to build a block of wood, yeah, or like or something like a block of wood to start your weapon, and then she just takes that half of it and, and just uses that it. bit of the yeah. spell, and then that's the spell she passes around to people, like cause they trade a lot, so like to survive mm. better. There's like a whole thriving trade going on yeah. and alliances and all that kind of stuff yeah they don't have like holidays like mm-hmm. one term ends and then the next the one school year ends and the next yeah. school year begins yeah and they gather a thing called mana which is like their power but you can you can gather mana by doing things like press ups yeah like she knitting. does that doesn't she yeah. she's like doing, she takes apart a blanket and puts it like knits it yeah. together we're full of rage the yeah. whole time and it gets her more mana because she hates doing it <laughs> Um, oh, I'm remembering how much fun the book was. Yeah, and I just liked all that stuff, like the trading and things. And then there's the guy who, he just is really good at killing mouths. Yeah. And he essentially did a too good of a job. Um, and too many kids have survived. Not enough mouths have made their way up. Th- like, And basically the, the mouths are like hungry. 
Yeah. Um, and they're all hanging out down below hungry and there's more of them. And there's too many kids. The school, school isn't designed to support that many kids because he saves so many lives. Yeah. And then he, he just goes around saving lives. Yeah, and he saves our main girl's life. And she's like, oh, could you just not? Yeah, just leave she's me like, alone. She's like plotting to kill him for half the book because he keeps saving her. <laughs> yeah, and he's only following her around because he thinks that she's up to no good. Yeah, at first. And then he's like... It's because he's always been very good at killing mouths, and which when your all your children die from being killed by mouths, mm. that makes him like god tear in everyone's eyes, and people are only nice to him because of that. Yeah, and, and she's not nice. They're <laughs> only nice to him for protection, and he's and then she's just like go away. Yeah, and he's like, you're welcome. And she's like, I didn't ask you to save me. Go away. I could have saved myself. And that's essentially how she treats him. And then he just keeps following her around. Yeah, like a little puppy. Because he's just like, no, and no one ever talks to me like I'm real. Like, (laughs) I just love the point where she was like, we're not dating. And then she later goes like, are we dating? And he's just like, yeah. And she's she's like, what? You didn't tell me. Yeah, because for a bit she lets people think it because they're she, kind of nice to her. And then she's yeah. like, hang on, are we actually dating? And she's like, well, yeah, we've been dating for a while. Like, yeah, and like yeah. The, the tally of them saving each other's lives and stuff. And oh, I love all that. Yeah, so he's part of, um, what are they? They're like Enclaves, they're That's called. Yeah. So if you can get into an enclave, they tend to be like magically warded, safe communities of wizards they have like a joint pool of mana yeah that they can draw so you, from. you have endless mana to draw from essentially so he can use as much mana as he wants killing the mouth because it's worth and for him it produces it. mana for him yeah so as well he he puts as much back in doesn't he yeah more as well as saving people yeah um because he like he can fill two crystals that takes her like months to months of fill. knitting <laughs> yeah yeah I don't. I, yeah, I just. I love the friends she makes in it as well. As it it's goes so along. lovely because, like, unless you're in an enclave, you don't really have friends, and they like, kind of go against the norm. And she ends up making a couple of friends. Well, because and... she is like a malefactor, and like everyone just feels like this evil vibe from her. Mm. And then they actually hang out with her, and she just because she's so strict about like how she gets her manner and stuff. And then people start to really ha- see how hard she has to work. Yeah, to yeah. be good. And they're like, oh, you must be good if you're trying this yeah, hard. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, she's not following what comes natural to her at all. Yeah, because it's like... And like, I, li- I like the few occasions where she has to use her powers like, properly, properly. Yeah. And everyone's just kind of looking at her like, oh, you could... Like, it turns out she would actually be the most powerful person in the school if she yeah. used her powers. Yeah, she could kill them all and yeah. kill all the mouse if she wanted to. Because when she kills that very, like, dangerous mal, um the one that like no one, no one has ever killed ever yeah and she does it on her own and then no one knows she's done it and she's yeah. like are you kidding <laughs> like i literally just did that yeah um, yeah and she she like comments at the beginning how she could literally destroy the whole school if she wanted yeah or yeah. when she uses the hellfire spell but just to protect him yeah and i'm like love that <laughs> but yeah. it made her like evil brain like part of her the evil magic part of her really happy that she yeah. uses horrible <laughs> spell i'm like i'm i'm I will reread it before the second yeah. one comes out, but I'm really looking forward to the second one. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, and that's also the book. It ends I- so nicely. No, actually, it ends so ready for the second one. Yeah. If it ends that letter. Yeah, it's a good ending. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't, yeah. 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 Uh, good book. It's a good book. Um, and that was the one that got me through the whole, my, my flight got delayed by more than 12 hours in Tenerife when we got sent to like a random hotel <laughs> and... It was a whole thing, and that was just... I just was reading that book. Yeah. Like, 
What am I gonna do? <laughs> oh, brilliant. So yeah. Yeah, recommend from both of us. Both those books. I've uh, honestly I've had like such a good reading streak, but I think it's just because I've actually read good books. Yeah. Like I haven't since Violent Delights, there hasn't been a dud mm. in a while. So So the other yeah. book I read, I'm ploughing through the Skullduggery series, which obviously I've discussed a few times. Yeah. I've discussed a few times. Um so I'm on book uh, seven now. Yeah, uh, Kingdom, Kingdom of, of the, the Wicked. Wicked. Yeah, number seven. So I finished number six, which is like the end of that little trilogy. Oh, you're in last stand of the Dead Men is next. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So I can't really talk about it because it's like number seven of fifteen or whatever. I think. Um, but let me try really and fun. <laughs> summarize what's going on. So, oh, at this point, we're learning more about who Darkess is mm. and how the future in which she's been seen might come to pass. Yeah, that's vague enough, I think. Yeah. How does Darkest relate to Valkyrie? What that means for Valkyrie? Finding out some more about Skullduggery's yeah. life. Yeah, Skullduggery's history. Because Skullduggery's like 400 years old. When Skullduggery loses one part in this, because yeah. him and Valkyrie are so funny together. Yeah, they're... But there's like one part where he's rushing around to do jacket and she's like what are you doing and he's like i've just got a big hole here so i've been keeping my stuff in it and he pulls out a bag that he's been keeping in his like he keeps his it ribs. inside yeah. his ribs <laughs> like it's like the, the moment where he reveals he uses his own body for storage yeah. and valkyrie's just horrified yeah. and he's like well i've got this big empty space here and it doesn't ruin the lining of my jacket <laughs> oh, I yeah. he's just so they're so funny together there was they're always like nearly dying together and they're quite kind of complacent about it yeah. like ah. um and when Valkyrie gets a partner later and like she literally like it, it was a really bad one like she was in the hospital for days kind of thing being vague as possible and then she on her day where she recovers they her skull already picks her up and this partner's there and then they go they have to go to the sanctuary to like review what happened and then she's on her way home and they're just making all these jokes and her partner's like but she's like, you, you nearly died. You nearly died. You can't be making jokes about them. And her partner's like furious with them because she was so frightened about Valkyrie. Uh, and then Valkyrie and Skulldoggery are just there like two shamed little children. Like, oh. I don't know what book they're from, but there's two other things that really made me laugh recently. So firstly, they had like a ball for some reason. Yeah, it was, no, it was to House. celebrate... A hundred years since that war ended, or yeah, two hundred years, I can't like remember. And then some mortals turned up trying to rob everyone, and they're all just like, whatever. And then China and Skullduggery just go for a dance whilst they're still holding guns, like, yeah. we're sticking you guys up. I like the bit where Valkyrie's just like, I look hot. Yeah. And then all of the dead men are like, yeah, you do. <laughs> like, the dead men are like the people like... that Skullduggery fought with within the war, because yeah. that's why they're called the dead men, partly because of like Skullduggery, and then because they would just take on all the jobs that would have killed everyone else yeah, that were like suicide that happened, missions. Like that Dex, is that what you Yeah. Um, Saracen Rue, Dex, um, <laughs> Garcy. She's just like unashamed by admitting how hot she is. Yeah. Like even Skullduggery's like, you know, you're, you're good looking and she's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but just like, oh. so all these people become kind of like her uncles. Yeah. like, And they're all just like, you're so hot and then there's <laughs> you're banging girl <laughs> and then there's like the handsome younger son of 
one of their sort of people that politically they don't get on with. And then she's like attracted to him and they're all teasing her about it and it's so funny. And then like later on she says to him, do you want my number? And he's like, no. <laughs> she's mortified and she's talking to Skullduggery about Scott it. And Skullduggery's like, just like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and Skullduggery's <laughs> it's like there's someone on earth that's able to resist the charms of Valkyrie Kane. <laughs> she's just like, shut up, I don't want to talk shut about up. it. Shut <laughs> up. And then there's another scene. So I think we've probably mentioned in a previous episode, mm. but Valkyrie has like a reflection as she gets out of her mirror who lives her life while she's off doing things so yeah. her parents don't so worry about Technically her. reflections, like a normal reflection is kind of, can do basic things. So can like appear to have a normal, use, normal conversation, mm. just be a placeholder for you. Yeah. And like sorcerers is can tell sorcerers <laughs> can tell the difference. Yeah. But mortals like humans wouldn't. Um, so she uses it as a stand-in for school and, like, with her parents. She's been using it for, like, four years now and it's... It's getting weird. (laughs) Yeah, and it's getting hard for even sorcerers to tell them Mm. apart, isn't it? Yeah. And she actually talks to her reflection, like, to get advice and stuff because they share memories. There's one part where Skulldugger's waiting for her and she gets showered and she, like, sends back her reflection. (laughs) She's naked. (laughs) And then she comes in and she's like, reflection, get dressed. So the reflection takes its clothes off and then she's talking to Skulldugger. She's dressed and kind of forgets about her reflection. And her and Skulldugger have a full conversation and he's like, by the way, your reflection's naked. And she's like, cover up! Because that means Skulldugger sees her naked. (laughs) And I like that he waits to the end of the conversation to be like, by the way... It's a brilliant series. It's funny. They're dynamic. I just... Oh, I love it. Yeah. Like, in later books... I've never read anything like it. In later books, like, when her family eventually get introduced to Skullduggery, I'm not going to spoil any more than that, but, um, so, like, they invite... Because Skullduggery's important to Valkyrie, they invite him over for dinner, but, like, he's so peculiar. Like, him in a normal, like, human household, he's just being peculiar Skullduggery. he's peculiar in the sanctuary, let alone anywhere else. It's just him being peculiar at dinner with them. Oh. But, and then afterwards, he's... Because things get a bit taut with her parents, because obviously, like, she's in danger all the time and stuff. And she's outside, and she's just being moody about that. And he's like, oh, were you annoyed I came to the dinner? I thought it was the right thing to do. Your parents are so important to you. And she's just like, oh, you're never an interruption. And I'm like, oh. She's like, you're never an intrusion. Like, you're always welcome. And I'm like, oh. Oh, speaking about her parents. So this one I love her, her dad. dad. He goes out to the shop and he comes back and he's like, I've got Valkyrie a new boyfriend. <laughs> and it's like they're, it's like a friend he bumped into. He's got a son. It's like I invited him over to have a date with you, Valkyrie. He's on his way now. And she's like, No, I don't want to see him. And then he just like, doesn't understand what's no. wrong. And then they're like, him Valkyrie and her mum are both like, Tell him to go away when you're up the door and he comes back and he's like, I sorted that and they're like, What did you say? I said you had diarrhea. <laughs> sister is also like joining in and being like moody with him for having done that as well and he's like all the women have turned against me oh yeah because time passes like time passes in these books so when it starts Valkyrie's 12 yes 13, and now she's 70 yeah and uh, it and it, it continues follows- till she's like in her 20s she I'm is assuming. 26 in the latest yeah, book yeah so she's got a baby sister in the one I'm reading so by yeah. then she'll be like talking and walking and yeah. talking Oh, yeah, oh. and like yeah, Skullduggery interacting with her baby sister later is just so funny. Oh, I can't um, wait. Yeah. yeah, and also you and Fletcher had the baby, and he's like, "What do I do with it?" <laughs> oh, Fletcher! Do you know I wasn't bothered with about him at all. 
yeah. like at all. But now he just popped back that one time and yeah. I was like, oh, I actually could have missed Fletcher. I really like their dynamic yeah. as well. But it was mostly just Valkyrie being really mean to Fletcher. Yeah, I was like, I actually didn't yeah. realise that I'd miss him in the book. Yeah, he, they have a, like, a really good friendship later. Oh, yeah. and you, I love like, it. you could see a hint yeah. that they will have a good friendship when she's ready because she was all pissed off that he's moved on and she was like, but I've done the dumping so I should move on first. Yeah. <laughs> I should be better. And all these guys, yeah, like the one guy, she asks if he wants a number and he says, no. <laughs> Oh, um, brilliant yeah, yeah. that's yeah. all I can say about it really and in the later books when when she comes out as bi and then she starts like flirting to get them out of situations with women yeah and Scott Dargry's like you're just you're incorrigible like calm down <laughs> he's like do you have no shame he was like we could have fought our way out of that and the banker was like we didn't need to yeah and like it's just Scott Dargry getting annoyed that she just flirts with everyone and fixes their problems <laughs> When oh and Skullduggery was like when they went to go stop without any too many spoilers mm-hmm. and they go to stop these teenagers who have powers that are out of control yeah and Valkyrie's like we've got to try not to hurt anyone and he's like no I'll just shoot them or something. <laughs> <laughs> just shoot him in the head or something. yeah oh yeah it's really like there's so many fun and funny moments balanced mm. with all the horror that is actually in it yeah like, like, yeah what they go through is horrible but they always find a way to just kind of laugh it off a bit i like i just i do love how they deal with valkyrie's ptsd as the books go on as well though yeah, like everything she, she goes seeing through all this shit when she's a child yeah a child yeah and like in later in later books like skullduggery starts to admit like maybe that was a bad decision i mean skullduggery is still dealing with stuff from his past yeah or his past is rearing back but yeah yeah it's good the yeah. way they keep talking oh and Tanif has just been in it again and mm. it reminded me of how much I like her but her and Scapegrace are funny uh, oh Scapegrace I've just thought of something yeah Scapegrace but right. also is it a spoiler the zombie king yeah and Thrasher <laughs> I've been put in the wrong body <laughs> yeah when, it, when Thrasher gets put into like a sexy man's body <laughs> Scapegrace is in a woman's body he's like I told you I like wanted the man's body and now he's like but you said the lady's body was funny so I thought that was you saying yeah. you wanted her. It's not just that. Uh, I like Thrasher is 100% in love with him and that gets funnier now they're in these two bodies as well. They're just like in in this book most of the bad guys are actually really fun as well. Yeah like useless bad like, guys. You still really enjoy them yeah. like Scapegrace and um, um, what is his name? The zombie. I just keep thinking of his zombie king, but Thrasher and Scapegrace is the zombie Scapegrace. king. I thought he was the one that was with um, Tanith. No, you're thinking of oh um, Sanguine. The Sanguine, yeah. Yeah, he's funny as well. Yeah, when he starts arguing Billy with Billy Ray. Yeah, when he starts arguing with the jar, the head <laughs> in the jar. <laughs> oh, just love. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yep. Ten out of ten. Yep. Akatar. Spoilers. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, we're already like it's gonna be. Right it's gonna be a long one. <laughs> right, so, so Tony read. I have read. Okay, so I've read a court. Oh, Akata, Akamath, Akawa, and Akafus. We never said the the, the proper names <laughs> yeah, of these probably. things. So I'm gonna a court of so, thorns and roses. So you've got a court of thorns and roses, a court of mist and fury, a court of wings and ruin, a court of frost and starlight, and a court of silver flames um why are they not in the correct order on your shelf they just got dumped now 
Because I had to, I was trying to be good about unpacking from my holiday. Uh, so I unpacked the night I arrived after the horrific journey. Yeah, okay. And I just kind of chucked them on. Oh, won't lie. Not that it matters. Uh, my shelves are now in um, colour order. So. <laughs> all of the series are broken up. And now, because I've broken up all those series, I know I will never have the energy to put them back into anything other than colour order. Yeah, this is the way you live now. Yeah. <laughs> I've said I need a database made with uh, a column for spine colour so that I can search for a book and see what oh, colour yeah. spine is. Yeah. So all <clears throat> of them except Silver Flames are about Feyre. If you're listening to this, you've either read them or just don't care. Yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Uh, yeah, what did you think? Apart I... from loving them, even though you hate that you love them probably, if you're like no, me. No, <laughs> no, I don't even hate that I love no. them. So the first book, if I hadn't, if you hadn't read them first, and I didn't know that you have to get past the first book, I probably, w- I probably would have carried on reading them, but I wouldn't have been as enamoured. Yeah. Like, but because you saw my journey of being yeah. like, eh, the first book's pretty good, it's all right. but, and then I was like, it gets better and better. Because and better. there was lots of like, lots of shoddy writing, like frankly, in Her the first writing. book. Like the, reading the different flames. It's like a different person. Yeah, well, even between book one and two, the difference yeah. in writing skill is enormous. That's so why... all those things. You know, when I, I voice noted you, and I was like, "There's a lot of knees buckling." Yeah, yeah. Like my my knees buckled. I'm like, well, if your knees buckled, you're straight up on the floor. <laughs> like, and I'm just all these scenes where she's like, "My knees buckled," and then he leant down to kiss me, and I'm like, yeah, "You're on the ground." But though. you're laying on the floor. What's going on? Yeah. And then later book, she's only when they buckled, she's actually on the fucking floor. <laughs> Yeah, little things like that in in the first book. Silver Flames. I noticed that um, Cassian held his breath, and no, Mm. he let out a breath. He didn't realize he was holding. I was like, "She just did a bit on." I thought you'd grown past this. I love that one though. (laughs) I I mean, I love it. It's a real thing. I do it. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, (sighs) and then I don't realize. So someone at work keeps thinking I'm sighing Mm. uh, because I was like doing. When I'm doing like design, like illustrator design work, I have this tendency to hold my breath while I'm like, constantly... moving elements. Or something. Yeah, if I'm like re- moving a really annoying yeah. element, I have this slight tendency to hold my breath while I'm doing it, and someone keeps thinking I'm sighing, and I'm like, I need you to know I'm just not breathing. <laughs> I just don't know how to breathe. Like, yeah, when I concentrate really hard, I just stop breathing. I seem, I seem to be unable to do both. These are my questions. Yeah. First question: Do you hate Tamlin? Yes. I don't. I literally just don't no. really care. Yeah. I like. I disliked him for about a hundred pages in the last one when we mm. thought he had double crossed everyone. Yeah. And then when we found out it I was like know, a I double th- double cross, I was like, eh. I mean, I just don't care. I don't know. The double double cross annoyed me because, like, either he's a baddie or he's not. Just like, stop. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? But I was like, I don't. I do think I like, don't care enough about him to hate him. Like, you know I do think mean? I can't feel like the rage the other characters seem to feel for him. Like I will never forgive you for what you did to Feyre. Like, yeah, he did. A, he did a shitty thing, and it like nearly killed her from just neglect. Yeah, but I'm not saying that what he did was okay. No, but the way I read it was I didn't feel loads of hate for him like most readers do, because I was also like, but. Firstly, he's also dealing with yeah, some PTSD he's like that's never... Well, he doesn't on. deal with it. Even yeah. now... You know, he hasn't dealt with it, no. Secondly, she's made it clear... The author's made it clear many a time that they... Uh, the males get a bit obsessive over yes. control... Mm, 
protectiveness. Protecting. Yeah, and that that that, an, that animalistic instincts are a yeah. bit closer to the surface. And as he is someone who can literally turn into an animal, yeah. he has higher animalistic tendencies than mm. some of the other characters. So for me, it did feel slightly within character even though obviously she spent most of the first book making him out to be the most amazing person. But when yeah. it got to Under the Mountain, you realise he's not an amazing person. No. Well, no, I think either she retroact- like retroactively weaved this stuff in when she wrote the second mm. book. But there's lots of callbacks to some of his like apparently nice, amazing behaviour in the beginning when everything's fun and happy. Yeah. That I'm like, actually viewed through a different lens not so much because he did want her to just to play doll in his house yeah and paint and, and it was all from her point of view so yeah. a lot of the beginning was like rose tinted glasses because she'd never been, been taken treated care like of that. before yeah. yeah remember when i was reading it and mm. i said to you i know that everyone hates this character in the second book yeah and i was like so she was gonna have to do a 180 on this entire character to make this work but she didn't and i don't know why everyone hates him like no, it, what he did was shitty. I think she cleverly, I'm, I'm not saying it's she not. cleverly took either created like out of his characterization in the first book, she made that seem like breadcrumbs to his character in the second. Mm. Like cleverly, like wrote what she wrote in the second to make it seem like things she wrote in the first book were just breadcrumbs to like bad behavior later. I'm not sure because uh, this series is her clever writing yeah i think that, it's just good coincidence yeah i think everyone's talking about how wonderful her writing is for crescent city and perhaps i think that's a bit more mm. well plotted out yeah because she's she's developed so much as a writer mm. you can see it across this yeah. series i think she uses a lot of the way she made him look so amazing to like if we put it through a different lens of like he did just want her to play doll it's weird that a man hundreds of years old would capture her to be the princess in the castle to cure a curse and and he just wants her to play house and he mm. doesn't he doesn't want her going out like he never likes the hunting part of her really no but then like in the second book i understand him wanting to keep her in because of what what they went through yeah and what yeah. could happen to her if and she he got just, out he just gets overly protect maybe if i read it when i was younger i might hate him but yeah i don't know i've i can see it from so many viewpoints i don't hate him as a character i think i think that i think it's an interesting character actually i think where it turns neglectful and abusive is where it's he's you're clearly seeing the detriment to her mental and physical health yeah and only Lucian and he's just ignoring it. it but lucian's a shit friend he was yeah. a, i loved him in the first book yeah. and he really let me down in the second book yeah he, he, was probably, he never redeemed himself as well. He was probably now. my favourite character in the first book. I really... And I was, he was the one that disappointed me more than Tamlin. Yeah, and like him being... I really don't like that he's f- mated with Elaine. Like, no. Like, like, I don't, what's the point in that story? No, no it's stupid. When are we going to do something Why with do that? Why do they all have to be mated off? Yeah, but also when are we going to do something with that? He's now in a different bloody court in well, this book. Well, she's getting her own book. So. Yeah. But she's not interested. She's still in love with that bloody mortal guy also, that would happily kill her. I'm annoyed because if she wasn't bloody fated to Lucian, I think we could do an Azriel and Elaine story. Because when he was the only one helping her and yeah. the only one that she could get through to her, that quiet like, patience that he has. I was like, this is this yeah. is what it should be. And like with what he like, we kind of the illusions like to what Az suffered. They would be such a good match. They'd be yeah. so kind and patient with yeah. each other. I mean. 
That was one good thing because remember I was saying to you I hate the mated thing even mm. though I read it in books and I do enjoy it. No. I did like and appreciate in this. in this that they do talk about women that have turned down the mate. It never seems yeah. the male turns it down. No. I think that's in real life. Yeah. Well. Um, but the there are stories of yeah. females turning down the mate. Or like so there's an acknowledgement. Elaine can be like. There's an acknowledgement that the mated thing is more a biological drive of like. It doesn't have to be followed. Most people do, but because it, 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 they they kind of they think it's to do with the biological drive of the magic recognizing this would be like a any heirs they had would mm. be quite powerful. So like reason. It doesn't care that those two whether those two would work together. Because reason said his parents were not meant to be. No, they, like, they spent most of their lives it's apart. Disgusting silver yeah, it's disgusting. As well, yeah. disgusting disgusting detail. But his parents were just not right for each other. Mm. But then look how powerful reason is. So yeah. it's like that they clearly it And works. it saved his mother's life. Yeah. So swings and roundabouts. Yeah. Um, so it's like there's like It's a complicated thing. There's a lot of but there's a heavy, I feel like there's quite a heavy en- emphasis on the consent of the people involved in this mated. Yeah. In some of the courts, it's very, you legally own your mate. Night court, they are very. Especially in this one where they're it's... talking about, like, the law's reason changed under his rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, women being able to own property. Yeah. The clipping of wings and the Illyrian bands. And then also, like, things like he changed the laws. It, I think you haven't gotten to that bit, but they talk about how he changed the laws to make rape illegal than mm. it wasn't before. Oh, so it's all, like, changes under his rule. Um, and it's all Nesta basically acknowledging, like, he's a very good person, but, but she I hates him. him. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, I refuse, he's not my high lord. <clears throat> and, like, the fact that he provided that library, which is, like, a sanctuary yeah. for the women. Yeah. And... yeah, Nesta starts to get more involved with him. I can't wait for you to get to that yeah. bit. So a... she's just put up a little, we're jumping all over the yeah. place here, but she's just, she's like, she's put, put up, up the sign up sheet. Sign up. She, she keeps checking it every day. And, oh. Uh, the community of women she starts to build in these so books. Like, it's just, oh. Amron said to Cassian, just keep reaching out your hand. And then he said that to Nesta. And Cassian is such a himbo, but I, <laughs> I really love, love that. I love every bit of his POV. It's just... <gasps> Purely brilliant. Don't get a boner, don't yeah. get a boner, don't get a boner, don't get a boner. <laughs> and and she was just like smirking to Because he knows. Yeah. And she's just there like, I wonder what Cassian's thinking. And I'm like... Cassian basically wants to kiss the ground you walk on and hate you at the same time. Like when Cassian, when she put on her um, uh, leathers for fighting, he was like, oh, her ass. Because <laughs> normally she wears those like ridiculous yeah, dresses. Chloe dresses. Like yeah. the immortal dresses. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, to him, because he, where he's a, he's a Lyrian, which is like a type of fae, that mm. they're, they're a, like a soldier race, basically. And to him, like the fighting ring is sacred. The training yeah. grounds are sacred. So he cannot be aroused in them. And it must be purely teacher, trainer, yeah. like, thing. But I really like, so he, when they're in training mode and he's like, he's switched into training mode, he's turned that bit of his brain off and he's like, and Nesta doesn't feel anything. And then you switch to Nesta's POV and she's like, He's touching me. He's touching me. He's, he's touching me. He's touching off. me. His, his top is off. His top is off. And I'm not concentrating on the fighting. He's out his, uh, his muscles. And, and he's um, like, and apparently, and then it goes to his point of view for a bit. And he's like, I just did her and let her look at me. <laughs> yeah. And it's really, really funny. Yeah. And humour was missing from the other books. There's yeah. no humour in any of the other books. Yeah. The first one is definitely, there's little funny spots, but mm. not really. Like now, I look back. I'm like, oh, Feyre's arc was it was great. Yeah. It was kind of yeah, boring. Not boring. But I don't know. It didn't. It didn't have as much personality. I feel. 
I quite like Farah. Yeah. No, like her her books didn't have like the same personality that Ness's got I'll go yeah, yeah I like yeah Ness's definitely got a it's lot like more she's of... having fun with this story yeah but yeah so what did you think of like the whole Akatar trilogy I you know what yeah I really really enjoyed them yeah. they were really fun to read on holiday and like because I was on holiday and I was on holiday by myself like I spent the first three days where I was really tired I got up read the book at breakfast went to the pool read the book by the pool went to the beach read the book by the beach went amazing. back to my room read before dinner like would crawl into a shower go to dinner read my book at dinner come back read my book and i did that for like three days that sounds amazing and this was like so i was just able to and You're i don't just in that world i don't get to do this very often i just totally like fell into the yeah. world of like oh. because, and what a great series to do mm, that with as and well. like in really nice beautiful settings and also there weren't any english speakers on holiday there was German, there was Dutch, there was Spanish. But I seem to have gone at a time or gone to a particular hotel that's mm. not favoured by many English people. So, like, it was... And then... Because the, f- the food was um, buffet, like, catering. It was half-board. Mm. So, also, I was not even speaking to someone to get served food. So, I, like... You just in Total the disconnect yeah. for the first three days. That sounds lovely. But, and these books were it. Yeah. And it was just a... Ah, oh, Yeah. A great and I don't, I think the whole experience was better because of them, so yeah. maybe I'm a little bit biased, but yeah. I really like Reason's character from start to finish, even when he's like supposedly evil in the first book. And he's not really. No, like, when he's you look not. back at it, he's not really. No. He's like, a little bit cheeky. <laughs> um, and then. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like when he's being like dark, evil lord man, and he's just being really, you know, he's just being a dick with it. Yeah. Oh, that I always think of. There's that scene when she has to like lap dancing, basically (laughs) sit on his lap in the court of nightmares, and and they're supposed to be playing this role. He like slips and he's like, "Oh, she's a bit wet, don't I?" Um, and that that made me. I kept thinking of that scene yeah. when I was reading High Mountain Court when, when I was at the poker bit. When I was reading these, even the like the way she describes even the smut scenes, she uses very similar language in High Mountain Court. High Mountain Court, it felt very Influenced inspired by, yeah. by, in particular, Akamath. Yeah. Um, not in a bad way. Yeah, no. Not in a bad way. Like even where they call like they call each other female males mm. instead of men and women. Yeah when once it's like your face or women like humans they refer to as women and men and then in fae world it's females and males yeah yeah it's just what did you think of like the battle because remember we were talking about how she's a bit shit right in action scenes actually thought it was okay i the removal from the battle made sense Mm. and it wasn't just lazy writing it was maybe acknowledging it's not her strong suit yeah but there's quite a lot. Well, like, there's quite a long time where we're watching Cassian on the front lines, and that's being described. I really loved when all those, um, like the dark creatures came. Like, yeah, I can't remember what they're called. The bone collector, and yeah, the, ones from the, the library, and yeah, stuff. yeah. The Blacksis is yeah. from the library. He's yeah. escaped, doesn't he? They're yeah, trying they're still trying to. But yeah, them. and they just come and like cleave through everyone. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and like, oh, to be fair, there was all those moments in the battle of like, oh, save the day, and then she did do that bit of like hope oh we're gonna die mm. hope we're gonna die hope we're gonna die the bit with their dad i don't feel like their dad deserved to be redeemed but then it feeds well into what's happening with nesta now yeah and uh it felt really out of the blue for me yeah it didn't go with the character that Faye was described yeah 
nor Nessus described. Like, no, no. Which I think is They've why... They've all hated him. I think that's so, supposed to be why Nessus now struggling so yeah. much, is that he did something so... She she hates him yeah. and what he did to them. And then at the end, he does this big heroic thing. And she's mad he got his hero moment. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's fully justified though. to be mad and about. And, like, he named his boat <clears throat> after Yeah. Her, and then she's like... And everyone's talking about what a caring daddy was. And, and what a like, hero he wasn't. is. Yeah. 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 Whereas Fair is in the kind of point in their healing where she's willing to let that lie. She's like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I've moved on. I'm, yeah. I am who I am. The bit when they got to the cauldron and then Amran. Mm. I was like, what? Did she a double crosser? And I was just really heartbroken yeah. for a little bit. Because I was like, that, no, 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 I love minute, her. That minute where I thought Amran had betrayed yeah, them. Yeah, I was like, no. <laughs> oh, that would have, like, heartbroken me. But then without that thing, she had to do the Amran thing with, like, because that was the Hail Mary pass to, like, save the day. Yeah. Because they were fucked otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, like, if she'd have, uh, she wrote herself to that corner or it was on purpose, I don't know, but, like, without that, there was literally no way they could have won. No. And we've still got Amran, yeah. so it's fine. Yeah. And, yeah, the smut is all right. I wouldn't, people would talk about how smutty they are, but I don't, I don't mm. consider them particularly Listen, I've not ridden, r- ridden. <laughs> ridden. <laughs> I've not read any like straight erotica romance books ever, mm. so I don't have a comparison point of like the extreme. So to me, they feel like they're describing a lot. I guess a lot so, of yeah. like bodily fluids getting described, yeah. things going in places. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in this world, so the wings. Wings are like a very sensitive part of their body, but there's also a part like a spot. other people don't touch. Yeah, wings. there's like a whole there's a whole etiquette around wings, and do you touch other people with your wings? And, you and don't what let does them it mean? Touch the floor because Pharaoh has to learn yeah. to carry hers when yeah. she morphs wings. Because like Cassian does stuff, like he'll hit Pharaoh play- playfully using his wing. Yeah, and he's like in Illyria. That's enough for me to get ripped to shreds by her mate but but reasons like chill he's chill yeah but then also there's like the casual intimacy between the three boys to do with their wings as well yeah yeah and i quite like all that there's like a comment in silver flames when he's talking about how he used to just sleep with whoever or whatever and he's like we used to just uh, bed females in the same room together like they they were just such like like (laughs) jocks or whatever do you know like like they are brothers end of (laughs) i don't think well i think Real brothers couldn't like actually have sex in the same room as each other. I hope men aren't that gross, read, but anyway. Uh, read Den of Vipers and find out. Because <laughs> oh, no. there's brothers in that. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. But like, no, they're like brothers from another mother. Like, yeah, yeah, vibe, yeah. They're yeah. adopted brothers, kind yeah. of, except no one adopted them. Well, Rusan's mum kind of kind of did, them in, yeah. Didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, I like I like the dynamic between the three boys. Like, you didn't get to it in cost of. Caught across the starlight, so I don't know whether to spoil it, but like their Christmas traditions, the three of them. What do they do? I will read it, but yeah. tell me. Is it... the argument uh, from Nesta and Amran in there? No. No. Okay. That the would argument... be the thing I'd be annoyed about. The argument Cassian and Nesta have is in that book. Okay. And also, like, the stuff to do with, like, the mystery around Feyre at the moment. The, 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 the reasons for that are in Caught Across the Starlight. Is she trying to get Prego? Oh yeah, basically. Okay. I was trying to spoil it for you. <laughs> That's what I assume because I yeah. know I know that they end up with children, and mm. it didn't happen in yeah. the end of that trilogy. Where I was assuming, so yeah. I'm guessing 
if people know they end up with children, it must happen in this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but then Court Thrusters are like, basically their Christmas Day tradition is to go have a snowball fight together. Oh, stop! And it's it's no oh, magic. I need to pick it up and read it. Okay, the, I will go back to it. It's no mm. magic. and Because then basically, they, at breakfast, they all come and like, bundle Reezend out the door and like, steal him. But no one will tell Fairy what's happening. And she's like, do I even want to know? And they're all being like, mysterious. Like, you don't want to know. <laughs> You don't want to know what we're getting up to. It's boy stuff. And then it's literally And part. then um, Morrigan win- winnows them up to the cabin. And because Feyre's like, I don't know what they're doing. Like, she's like, obviously not, she trusts Reason. Yeah, yeah. But she's like, what the hell are they doing? But she's curious. And then yeah. Morrigan just winnows her up there. And she's like, are you kidding me? And Mor- Mor- Moore's like, 500 years they've been doing this. Oh, I love it. 500 years of this and I don't get to play. Oh. <laughs> I wish, like... There's not been much of more in Silver Flames yeah. yet. It's a shame because obviously in the trilogy you find out that she is she's either lesbian or bisexual. Yeah. And um, I want her to find a nice mate, but mm. she's still dealing she's with She's still not like, like, and it's it's the kind of world that gay relationships are not really the norm, are they? Even in the night. But everyone or... seems to kind of dabble, but it's dabbling. Mm. It's not your long term partner. Yeah, because yeah, like um. Helion. Helion, yeah. Helion. Yeah, I don't he know just, how to pronounce it. He just sleeps with whoever he wants. Yeah. He doesn't care. That's kind of, so it's kind of accepted, but in the terms of, like, I think because she's from down the Court with. of Nightmares as well. Yeah. She is they're very, very... They're very, um... Backwards. In, in, Conservative, whatever you want to call it. In Silver Flames, like, Eris was saying about how maybe more can remember what really happened or something. Yeah. Now, so I'm curious about that. I, well... Because there's that flashback where they're like, where Eris says like, if if we help her, then she's the she's our court's problem. Yeah. And I think Eris knew something bad would happen to her if yeah, she like, had to she'd stay be at their safe court. But elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, hurt he's, her in the, in the, the short term. He is like the character that you don't know whether to trust or not. Mm. No, I think he's a good. I think he's a good guy. I think, he is. I think he's, he's playing just, a long game like Reason was. Because he's, um, he's he's had to learn to be quite. Oh, well, he's had to learn to survive in yeah. his family, basically. Yeah. yeah, whereas Lucian went the other way and was like a bit of a wet blanket. Lucian. Oh. He's only got one eye as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and I mean, I, I'm impressed how she's somehow managed to come up with another conflict in the new story. Yeah, yeah. I think it's not it's not too much like tacking on another thing. Mm. It makes sense. Yeah, it's like Everything a fallout from... Like, it's the part <clears throat> that you don't think of when these battles happen. Mm. Yeah. Like these big wars happen. Yeah. Um, also, I need to go back to the snowball fight. Oh, sorry. Yes, go on. <laughs> so, like, so then Farrah's just like, are you kidding me? And she was like, yeah, they, they, I'm not allowed to play. The boys just do this every year. No magic. There's rules. And she was like, do you want to know the current tally? And it's like, basically, Azriel's up to 193 wins. <laughs> and then he wins that day. And, like, Ruzan's, like, grumpy about <laughs> it. And then they, um... I mean, he's, like... A super sleuth. Of course, he's like yeah, gonna win. Even though they can't use magic, of course. Well, it's because like win. Cassian's like a tactician, so you really they're like he he's annoyed that he's not winning because mm. he's like literally like his war, like he's in charge of wars. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's the general. Um, but then after, oh, it, I love that for Azrael because he is just so fun. Yeah, and then they um, <laughs> this is again spoiling the nice bit in this book, but I'm just gonna tell you because it's funny. They all as part of like an Illyrian tradition as well. They go into the steam rooms, the sauna. <laughs> so she 
they and then you go into the sauna naked. So Feyre's mm. like picturing it, and Rizan like pops into her head, and he's like, uh, "Would you like to be serviced by multiple men, darling?" And she's and she's like, <gasps> "Like you could stand it, you'd get too jealous." And he's like, "If that's what you wanted, though." <laughs> Stuff like that. So I'd be annoyed if they never do that because this is like this is like the third time they've alluded to what as well inviting someone else into the bedroom. Yeah, he's mentioned that a couple of times, right? Yeah, Um, and she's never like no. Yeah, she just gets really embarrassed because that's what she wants. But Ness is like, she's done it. By the way, at some point, Ness is like, yeah, I like. I I enjoy threesomes. I like that Ness start. lost her virginity when she was a fave and yeah. quickly made it up like reenacting stuff from her smutty book. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and like um, she and the name's trying to give her shit about you and she's like, please Elaine, yeah. you had sex with Thomas yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, Thomas is next oh, the, one. Um the human guy. Yeah. But anyway, so then they're in <laughs> You this, gave your maiden head. <laughs> they're in this steam room and then so Feyre's like and then Feyre's made a joke about like I was promised a wall because he always promised to fuck her against the wall in the cabin and he's like later darling or something and then he's like it's it's considered bad form to be at attention in the steam room and then she sends him the mental picture of him <laughs> them on the kitchen table together in that house yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's like and then she had like a distant yelp and the sound of some a door closing and Moore's like did you get him cooked out <laughs> basically made him get a boner in the steam room so they throw him out <laughs> I'm so funny and I couldn't help just picturing the three guys there together um, and just be like ah oh. <laughs> um, yeah because they would have smelt it even if they yeah. didn't see it um, I like that like in this one obviously it's from mm. Cassie and Nessa's point of view but like uh, they make a joke that Reese is going to be in trouble and he's like oh what a shame and then he like goes quiet for a few days and he pops in and then Cassie is like I thought you were being told off or whatever you know like, and he's <laughs> he's like, like yeah we're just a taking a break <laughs> <laughs> when, oh. he, when he's like um, I've cleared the servants out because we're going to have a row oh no wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I like those kind of scenes yeah um, everyone was saying like the reason she had to move on to Nesta was because once couples get together, it loses its spark. But those two still, they're hilarious together. Like, yeah, like the way I like the way all of them kind of like they know how powerful reason is and they acknowledge that at the same time as just being absolutely sick of him and his nonsense. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and just and like, like up with it, properly yeah. brotherly, like shut the fuck up. Yeah, and that's why Nesta gets so angry because Favor has got such a wonderful family. Mm. Wait, it's almost like our family is just not good enough. But then she knows. She's the reason the family's not good. Like she, she at the same time as acknowledging like the reason Farah needed to do have a fan family is my fault. It's partly my fault. Yeah, she, uh, she's got a lot of soul searching. Mm. She's carrying a lot of hate and guilt for herself. Yeah, uh, where I'm at, because I'm a little bit further along than you. It's, it's. I think that how it's been written, the progress she's made in the healing. I think it's written really well. Mm. It seems very natural and it's not these huge expositional realisational moments. It's just little bits and pieces. You know the bit like you've read where she's like her first day where she does training in the library and she's like, I can't remember the last time I had two civil conversations in a day. Yeah. And then she starts to get like... And then she gets really excited that she's almost feels like she's got a friend. Yeah. With Gwyn in the house. And, and then it's when she starts to build more of a community of women around her and starts and then it's like it's it's friends who 
want her and it's so eye-opening to her mm. and it's just had that natural thing of her being like maybe i'm not a useless piece of shit and she spent so long of her life so much of her life has been looking after elaine mm. not in the same way that Feyre looked after no. them in more of a kind of superficial way, I would say. Mm. But when it became Faye, she really looked after Elaine. Yeah. And it, and that's why it really hurts her that Elaine has, like, is thriving and she's not. Yeah. Yeah, like, who, I think she does say at one point, like, who would have thought out of the two of us I'd be the one going to pieces now? Yeah. And she gets, why does she get to heal? Yeah, she, and she's like, she looks so healthy, but, and I know I don't look healthy. Anymore. And it, But Elaine is so oblivious, or, or maybe not oblivious, but has been able to float through all the stuff that happened to them as kids. Uh, Elaine has, even when she was like going through mm. her rough period, yeah, like coaching, quite nice, yeah. She still had it so easy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, I really like this. There's, there's, I'm where am I? It's like Cassian's now starting to like have it out of reason about how much he hates Nesta and interfering with the girls' relationships because he's like so mad that Feyre is hurting, and he's and he's literally at one point they're having a like, a conversation in their heads, which happens a lot, because Rizan can get into thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's, like, straight up, like, you need to back the fuck off, put your fucking ego aside, and let them work it out. Yeah, when and he... And he's, he's, like, straight up, you need to fuck off. Yeah. And that's kind of... Like, they are... The, the boys are always quite <sighs> honest with each other. Yeah. But you can... There's this moment of, like, Rizan being, like, all right, I trust you. Yeah, because like, Cassian, what you're doing is working. Cassian, and also Cassian is obviously mated to Nesta. He loves her. I don't think they've in, acknowledged it. That's why way. they keep their delaying the yeah. sex um, in the storyline because I think they'll be mated once they have sex properly. Yeah, yeah. So that's I think that's why she keeps finding like, reasons for um, it not to happen. But like, so it, uh, as well as him just being a really yeah. good guy, he cares a lot about yeah. Nesta. Um, there's like the bit where. Uh, he says after Elaine leaves, Cassian says to um, Reese, "Don't bring Elaine here without asking mm. Nesta first. And Reese is like, "And Feyre, and he's like, "Don't bring Feyre." And then Reese gets all pissy and he's like, "Look, they've got their thing. Yeah, let them work it out. Yeah. And back the fuck off. They're sisters. Let them work yeah. their own shit out. Yeah. And it's like, um, I Cass- do just love Nesta constantly being like, "He's my, not my high lord." Yeah. <laughs> and then Cassian gets really pissed off about it. <laughs> I really like the way they've they've written the line. Cassian's having to walk between. Obviously, how much she cares about Nesta and how much she cares about Reese. I know, and it's acknowledging such a good dynamic. How f- how badly Reese is handling these things, but obviously how much he loves Ryzen. Like, like I, I really like that. I think that's really. Oh, yeah. I think she's writing it. So- yeah, this, this is one. this is one of the best bits of writing from what I've read. Of yeah, hers. so I'm looking forward to Christmas. Yeah, and it is the characterization and the banter and like the, the friendships. If without that, these would be shit books. Yeah, this is what makes the books spent, good. We've spent four books getting to know them yeah what, three books because in the first one we don't really but yeah yeah so it's lovely to see she's already got so much groundwork she can really just yeah d- play like, on all that properly get where they're into all it. taking the mick out of each other all the time yeah. and like Feyre joins in in it and like yeah it's just really really good friendship as well yeah yeah they're so good that ended up being a big long. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if we really spoke know. about it. <laughs> Here you go, guys. We didn't describe any of the plot. Uh, 
Okay, really well, brief. It's... Can I? Oh, I'm going to do a really brief summary. Of the oh, God. Okay. <laughs> okay. 500 years before they started, there was kind of a war in which some fairies took the side of the humans. The humans were like an enslaved race, and lots of fairies thought that was wrong, but lots of fairies thought that was right. So there was a big, big, big war. Uh, lots of people died, and then uh, a magical wall was erected as a temporary measure to keep the, fa- the humans separate from the fairies so the humans could have freedom. Um, the humans have lived a life without magic. There's been a bit shit, but not as shit as it was as being slaves. Um, and then the fairies divided up the land that was left. We've got the high lords of the courts, and then we've got the king who lives somewhere else on like a separate island. And because he isolated them, their lives got a bit shit because they were isolated. But then he convinced all the people that that was everyone else's fault um, and not his for mm-hmm. isolating them. Uh, and so they start to infiltrate back into the various courts in the fae side of the land. And in doing so, one of them comes over, Am- Amaranthia. I don't even know how to say that. Am- yeah, Amaranthia. Am- Am- For some reason, they only have a pronunciation guide in the first book. Uh, and I need one in Silver yeah. Flames. Like, come yeah. on. Um, so Amaranthia infiltrates the courts, uh, eventually succeeds in kind of putting them all under a sort of spell. She has a court under the mountain, which is like supposedly modelled off Reason's court, but we find out later that's lies. And it's like a just absolute a horror chamber and which she traps a lot of people, including Rizan. Rizan in this book, he seems like a baddie, but he's not really. And he's done all this to use the last of his magic to basically protect his land, seal his court off, but in doing so, he left himself trapped and essentially forced to have sex with Amaranthia to service her. Um, Whenever she wants. Yeah, and... They deal with that consent element really well as well. I think I talked to you about this while I was on holiday. I sent you a voice note of like how would they deal with the aftermath for Reese, yeah, where he's been used like that. Um, anyway, which is also why Reese cares about consent so much in all these books, and it comes up all the time, and I love it. Um, anyway, and um, so at the end of book one, Pharaoh tra- helps break them out of that spell. Amaranth is killed, and it's like, oh fuck, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. And then she goes after a bit of time in the spring court where shit gets bad she goes stays with Rizand and then the war against the guy the king guy who didn't live on the courts happens and starts to build again and this guy amasses enemies and alliances and then they make alliances and then turns out that Rizan's court isn't really the court of nightmares that they think it is it's kind of divided he has the fake court that everyone thinks it is and that's where he brings people and he spent all this time convincing the people that they're terrible to keep his city safe and then he kind of has to convince people he's not as bad as he's made himself out to be all these years but there's some good fun in the meantime where he like is playing the baddie <laughs> yeah. he enjoys the baddie <laughs> and then they alliance there's a war against this king guy these guys win um the cauldron that made the world gets involved. Uh, yeah. And I, that's how we ended up here. I really this like it. This is after it. the war. <laughs> I really like it when um, Feyre reveals that she's High Lady. And oh, yeah. everyone's like, fuck. And then Cassie and Lazaro are so furious that they didn't know. <laughs> yeah, because they would have protected him yeah. more. <laughs> and then I like the bit where one of the other uh, High Lord's wife turns to oh, him and is uh, like, why yeah. am I not a High Lady? <laughs> yeah. They're brilliant. Yeah. They're like a great... Uh, a great dynamic because yeah. she's like best friends with Maura as well isn't yeah. she so she's like yeah so yeah that's it really that's <laughs> kind of the plot if you haven't yeah. read it still read them they are fun they're yeah they're, they're a good read they're, they're a lot easy more, read they're a lot more enjoyable than I expected going into them I actually picked them up to hate read them if I'm yeah. honest I didn't expect them to like them as like them as much as I have um, and I was like oh it's just you know it's just a TikTok book you know, I've had varying results with TikTok books so far anyway. Yeah. 
So I was like, oh, it's just an overhyped TikTok series. And you hear, see all these TikToks of people who complain about the only thing you, that people talk about on TikTok is Akatar series. On what, what part you're on, like, yeah. what you interact with. Like the one, one of the three books they recommend. There's more books than books by Sarah J Mass. But like, I actually kind of get it. I, yeah, I, I mean, can see I really, really love them I, as a teenager. I acknowledge the issues with First book the has series. issues. I can't... I don't feel like there's any issues later. A lot of the issues people bring up are the lack of diversity. Yes. Um, Which is fair. Yeah, that's the main one. Completely I, valid, that one. And that is a valid. Um, that she only writes... If she does have diverse characters, they're always kind of token. Which yeah. again... Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously there's the rumours... Um, when Lee Wardugo said she was being bullied by some other authors. Oh. And... Yeah, that she made some comments about Lee Wardugo's disability. Yeah, it kind of hints. There's lots of hints that it could be Sarah J Maas, but Lee Wardugo is mm. such a queen. She never names mm. and shames. And if that's true, Sarah J Maas mm. can fuck off. Yes. Because <laughs> we Bardugo is Bardugo our for queen. Life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um, I acknowledge all that. They're still enjoyable books. Yeah. I'm not, you know, no one's saying they're the greatest book. No one's saying they, like, hold oh, up above like everything incredible else. literature. No. They're just fun. Yeah. That's it. There's, there's not, no word for them, There's not really a very complicated plot in this. No. There's a big bad. They defeat the big bad. That has consequences. The characters can be as, um, as straightforward or, or as complex as you want them to be, really. Yeah. Depends on whether you want to read into them or not. Yeah, I think if you think there's subtext you can definitely find it yeah whether it's there on purpose or not whether she's just good at writing mannerisms that then translate to subtext to me yeah. i don't know yeah. <laughs> uh, you know we we went into depth about uh tamlin as we as we yeah. said she may not have meant any of that no <laughs> so but yeah yeah if you think they sound fun, pick them up if you yeah. haven't already. If you've made it this far, you might have got absolutely sick of this because we didn't uh, even try to entertain you when we just had a conversation. <laughs> Maybe um, pick them up from the library and don't do what we do and buy a whole series. I bought the entire series of Amazon. Well, you do that more yeah. than me. Yeah. yeah, I do that a lot. Um, mm. To be fair, I very rarely get a dud Yeah. where I buy the entire series. And then regret it, yeah. I haven't... Not a big series... I don't think. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, join us next week for some other discussions about things. About things, about book things. Terry Pratchett next Terry week. Terry Pratchett next week. Join I'm us next week to chat about Terry Pratchett. Bye. Bye. Bye.